Good morning. As I was thinking about what to share with you today, I was thinking about the Super Bowl. You know, Super Bowl is about a week away. And uh, how many of you guys are rooting for the Chiefs? Really? What about the 49ers? All right. What about the Lions? It's going to take another 30 years for them to make it. <laughs> so enjoy it. <laughs> so I was thinking about the Super Bowl. I was also thinking about our, our main theme this month, which is forgiveness. And so what I want to do in a weird, funny way is connect both of those things. And what I want to speak to you about this morning is uh, having a great comeback in your relationships. And what I mean is let, let's shoot for healthy relationships and let's strive towards restoration and forgiveness in our relationships. I love a good comeback. Just last week, if you watched some football, the 49ers scored 27 consecutive points in the second half, storming back from a three-possession halftime deficit to defeat the poor Lions. And they won 34 to 31, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm old enough to remember the year 2017. <laughs> and in the year 2017, that was the greatest Super Bowl comeback ever. Uh, so the Falcons were winning 21-3 to at halftime. Now the funny thing about this is that back in 2017, the early editions of the New England newspaper, the Boston Globe, ran a front page headline that said, a bitter end with an image of Tom Brady falling down with his end showing towards the picture. <laughs> now the funny thing is that this newspaper, this print actually made it to some readers in Florida and if these people didn't watch the game, they thought that New England would have lost the game. But uh, history tells us that the Patriots ended up mounting a furious rally and they came back and they won actually 34 to 28 in overtime. Now I made the mistake, I was watching that game and I was texting with my buddies and when the Falcons were up 21 to 3, I sent this meme to my friends. I just said, stop, stop, they're already dead. Right, so I gave up on that game way too early. Now the good thing is that ultimately the newspaper there, the Boston Globe, they uh, reprinted and corrected their mistake, and they exchanged the headline from a bitter end to a win for the ages. And this one had Tom Brady lifting up the Super Bowl and confetti all around him as they celebrated their championship. That after they were down 25 points with 18 minutes left, they made Super Bowl history and roared back with 31 unanswered points and won. Isn't that crazy? And I think similarly, sometimes we give up on our friendships way too easily. And we think, man, this is over. I've messed up or they've messed up. They've said things and done things that there's no turning back whatsoever. But what the Lord has placed in my heart this morning is to let you know that with God, restoration and forgiveness is achievable and that we can strive towards 
a better future in our relationships if we pray and hope for healthier relationships. So it's up to us in our relationships, do we want a bitter end or do we want, do we want a win for the ages? And I'm here to tell you, I'm old enough also, I'm super old, I have no hair, and I, and I have a gray beard, and I can tell you out of experience that if you invite Jesus into your relationships, you can, in fact, mount an amazing, miraculous comeback and revival in your relationships. How many of you guys say amen? But you need a game plan. You need to have a preferred future in mind. What kind of relationships do you want in the future? Even now, what kind of marriage do you want in the future? You have to have a, a preferred picture for your life, for your relationships, for your dating, for your future family. And so what I want to do quickly here is give you three play calls that are going to set you up for a comeback in your relationships. These are, these are um, uh, decisions, these are uh, images, a vision for your future that you can, you can imp, uh, implement into your life so that you can strive towards healthy relationships and you can invite God into them. All right, here's the first play call. First play call is prioritize forgiveness rather than function. Prioritize forgiveness rather than function. And what I mean by this is that, man, we have to be really good forgivers. Man, we have to forgive like God forgave us, the Bible tells us. And if there's anybody in this world and on this planet who should know how to forgive, it's us, Christians, who have been redeemed by a holy God. So if there's anyone who has experienced amazing forgiveness, it's you and it's me. And therefore, since we've experienced it, we can offer it to others. Now, the cool thing about Jesus is that he teaches us how to do this. And what I mean by this play call is that sometimes we get caught up in the function of life. Uh, or we get busy in religion. Or we get busy in ministry. And just for the sake of getting something done, we sacrifice healthy relationships. Just because we need to get it done, then who cares how I treat somebody or who cares how somebody else feels? But I want you to see what Jesus said about this. In Matthew 5, 23 and 24, Jesus said this. If you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar First go. Everybody say first go. Yeah. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. See, what Jesus is saying here is that healthy relationships are much more important than doing stuff for God or offering anything to God or ministry. And sometimes in our churches or even in our families, just for the sake of getting something done, we sacrifice healthy relationships. But Jesus is saying that our service to him is connected to our love for one another. And so Jesus is teaching here, hey, if you're coming to offer something to God, and there you remember, I have something against somebody, then you think you're right with God, but if you have something against somebody, Jesus says, wait, hold on. If you want to be right with me, get right with others. Whew. That's a huge teaching, isn't it? 
So Jesus is saying, first go. Okay, you brought a gift. Awesome. Leave it there. But you remembered you have something to get somebody. Now be intentional about it. Go over there and have those hard yet necessary conversations with your brother or your sister and offer forgiveness and seek reconciliation. That's what Jesus is teaching us here. You know, when I was a young pastor, I started pastoring when I was 21 years old. Can you believe that? Back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, back in the, back in the day. And I, I remember one day I started complaining to God about people's problems. And I was like in my office, like, God, just get rid of this sister. I don't like her. Just get rid of her. Or this brother, oh, my God, he just gets under my skin. I don't like him. And I, and I ended up, like, complaining about everybody. I had a complaint about everybody. And then I remember one day the Lord, as I was reading Scripture, he just deposited, like, some wisdom in my heart. And, and uh, this is just kind of like what I felt that moment, and I wrote it down. People are not an interruption to ministry. People are ministry. And so I thought all these people and their problems were getting in the way of what God wanted to accomplish. And God reminded me, no, the reason why you're there, it's because of people. And so I had to go to a lot of these brothers and sisters and apologize. It's like, sorry, I saw you as an interruption. But you know what? I want to build bridges of healthy relationship with you. So we can't think that our relationship with the Lord, and if I'm okay with the Lord, it justifies me being mean to others. Or not offering forgiveness to others. No, our relationship with God is directly connected with our relationship with one another. People are not an interruption to ministry. They are ministry. And this is what I love about God. He doesn't just want to get service out of us. Like, just get things done. No, he cares about our heart. He cares more about the servant than the service. He cares more about your heart and the health of your relationships rather than just getting you to do stuff for him. And so sometimes in our churches or in Christianity or in our relationship with God, we get stuck doing stuff for God all the time, yet our relationships are so broken. Jesus said, first go. First go and be reconciled with your brother. And so we need to prioritize forgiveness rather than just functioning all day. Now, uh, Paul reminds us to do this in Romans 12, 18. If it's possible, as much as it depends on you, live peacefully with all men. And so there's something that you can do. So Paul reminds us here, you do what you can. You won't be able to control everybody else's emotions and everybody else's decisions, but it you can do what you can in as much as it's possible within you to seek reconciliation and offer forgiveness, go and do it. They may not receive it. They may not be ready for that kind of a conversation yet. But guess what? You're going to do the right thing first. And so you make yourself available to them. Can I also say this? In Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, Paul said, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Everybody say foothold. So here's Jesus. He's telling us, first and go, first and go, right? And then you're like, yes, I want to go. But there's the devil. He's got a foothold. And sometimes what the devil does is that he, he is going to create division and hatred and bitterness among us, and 
we allow those emotions to take a hold of our hearts. And then here Paul says, be careful when you get angry. Because when you get angry, you make an opening in your heart, and then bitterness takes a root in your heart, and it becomes a stronghold in your life. Or, as Paul put it here, a foothold in your life. That is to say, it becomes an ongoing problem in your life, where you have bitterness to an, uh, towards an individual, unforgiveness towards an individual, and it's one day becomes a week. A week becomes a month. A month becomes year. And then you're an old man like me, and you still hate somebody. Or you're still bitter because of some, something somebody said or something somebody did like 20 years ago. And it's there, and it's bugging you. You can't even enjoy life because you're so bitter and you're so angry. Right? And so Paul is telling us here, in your anger, do not sin. You can get angry. Just don't sin. Be careful. Right? In your, in your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. In other words, try to seek reconciliation and offer forgiveness soon. Because the longer you wait, the more it's going to take a bitter root in your heart. And if you don't take care of it, if you kind of just like, oh, I'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh, no, I'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh, no, I'll talk about it tomorrow. Eventually, tomorrow becomes like a month or a year. But by that time, there's already roots of bitterness in your heart. Heart. So instead, Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Or in Luke 23.34, here we have uh, forgiveness as one of the main themes that Jesus teaches. And he says there, Jesus, as he hung on the cross, as he breathed his last, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Do you think that Jesus had an opportunity to be offended? You think that Jesus had an opportunity to be hurt and bitter? Absolutely. He had all these people going after him, wanting to kill him. All he did was good and teach good. And everybody's like, oh, I don't like that dude. Right? And then to the point that they crucified him. But even as he was on the cross, he could have had any justification to be bitter and hurt with everybody. As he hung there on the cross, he said, God, would you forgive them? Isn't that awesome? The beautiful love of Jesus. Now, that's the first play call, that we would be people who are really good forgivers. Really, really, really good forgivers. Now, here's the second play call that's going to lead us to a comeback in our relationships. Cultivate faith over faults. Cultivate faith over faults. And what I mean by this is that sometimes we only see people's faults, their mistakes. But can I encourage you, let's look for the uh, highlights in people's lives. And let's focus on that. Look at what happened to Jesus. I want to read to you just a funny story. It's found in Mark 6, verses 3 to 6. Notice this. This is as Jesus is coming back to his hometown, by the way, in Nazareth. He's coming back. Uh, and notice what happens as he enters back into his hometown, now as a grown man in ministry. And then notice what people say about him. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown, and among his own relatives, and in his own household. And notice this, And he could not do miracles there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And then he wondered at their unbelief. Look, I, I wonder if 
The reason why we don't see more miracles from God is because we're holding so much offense among each other. Everywhere Jesus went, he was doing miracles, all this stuff. He comes to his hometown, and all the neighbors are like, who does Jesus think he is, man? I saw him when he walked around in his diapers, and his, his boogers are falling out, and his pants are falling out. Who does he think he is, the son of God? Well, yeah, he was the son of God. Right? So when he came back, they're like just talking trash. Right? We don't like this dude. And then Jesus' Jesus' desire was to do a miracle there, to heal the sick, to help those in need. But he couldn't because they held offense against him. They held what? Offense against him. And he could not do many miracles there. Look, can I tell you that where we strive for health in our relationships, God can do the miraculous. And if we just believe in what God can do, we want to make sure that we're going to believe that God's going to do something in our lives. He can do the miraculous. We want to cultivate faith rather than focusing on people's faults. And here's a last play call. So the first one was prioritize forgiveness. The second one, cultivate faith so we can see God's miracles. And here's the last one. The third play call for a great comeback is to seek healthy fellowship instead of harmful isolation. Strive towards healthy relationships. So what happens sometimes is when we get hurt and stuff like that, we just want to isolate ourselves, right? Even in social media, it's very easy to just block somebody, right? Or unfollow somebody. And then that's it. I got rid of the problem. No more problems, right? Or we just don't want to see them again, and, and we see them down the hall, and we'll just go the opposite side. We isolate. Look, we, we need to begin to take steps toward healthy Fellowship. Look, I want to read one of the hardest passages in all Scripture where God calls us to do the hard thing. I can't get into the details because of time, but here is a woman who is going through difficult circumstances and runs away from Sarai because she just, she's tired with the relationship. But I want you to see how our Lord Jesus speaks to her and tells her, get up, go back, and get this right. Look, it's in Genesis chapter 16, verses 7 through 9. He says, the angel of the Lord, which I believe is to be Jesus, the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness. In the wilderness. In the spring, uh, in the spring on the way to shore. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. Look, that's the challenge for us today. Sometimes we got so much beef and so many problems with people, we want to what? Run away, find a good water spot by the wilderness, and just chill. But then the Lord shows up in moments like this, and he says, what are you doing right there in isolation? Go back and seek restoration. Go back and seek forgiveness. Invite God into the situation, because with God, all things are possible. How many of you guys say amen? Oh, I want to give you an opportunity to respond and to reflect. We're going to ask our worship team to come up, and we're going to sing a song. And my prayer for you this morning is that you would allow the, these uh, verses, um, this conversation that the, that the Lord has, has brought this morning, and let's allow it to go from here, from our minds down to our hearts. And can I encourage you, let's pray for some valor that God would give us some valor to do the right thing and have the hard yet necessary conversations. How many of you guys say amen?
Let's all stand. Let's pray. Let me pray for you, and then we worship together. So, Lord, we do thank you for Jesus who has forgiven so much. Lord, thank you. You've forgiven us so many things, things of commission and omission. You've been so, so good to us. And, Father, we pray that we would follow in your footsteps and that we would be good forgivers as well. But sometimes we're so hurt that we're hurting others. Hurt hearts hurt others. And so, Father, we're asking that you would heal our hearts, that you would touch us, and that you would give us the courage and the valor to take the appropriate steps towards restoration. Help us to be like you. As the Beatitude said, says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. That we would look like our Father, Lord God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everyone says, Amen. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.